Hello and welcome to Deer Tracks. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us on the second episode of the Deer Tracks podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing more poetry with you, and I'm especially excited because I have a poem from somebody other than myself to share with you. It's a really great poem, and I'm looking forward to sharing that uh, later on in this episode. And I just want to encourage you again, if you have poetry that you would like me to read on a future episode, please send that to me. I would love to read it. The email address that you can send it to is poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. Again, that's poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. Like I said, I would love to read your poem. And in the previous episode, maybe I didn't explain myself well enough when it comes to criteria. What I meant by selective is that I want it to be a serious, honest work. I'm not looking for the greatest poem ever written, but I'm just looking for people that take it seriously, that that really want to try their hand at it, or um, just really enjoy it. Uh, I don't want to receive emails of people that are just treating it as a joke and uh, like sending me a limerick or something. Though if you do have some very clever limericks, I I might be willing to. Uh, to read a couple because I do enjoy limericks myself but I this is a beautiful art form and doing a podcast like this I really want to do it justice as best I can to honor just so many great poets that we have who are living or who have gone before so um, please uh, when you submit a work just consider sending in something that's honest something that is you know serious that you're you're serious about it um, like I said, it doesn't have to be the greatest poem ever, but, you know, put your effort into it and, and put yourself into it. I really do encourage you. And the other thing that I'm just going to ask is, uh, as a way to make this podcast for all audiences, because I would like to inspire not only the old, but also the young to engage in reading and, and listening to and writing poetry, would be to just make sure that your poems don't have any vulgar language or anything that would be inappropriate for younger listeners. Outside of that, I mean, whatever you want to write about, uh, you know, it, I would love to read it. So uh, please send that over to the email. Again, it's poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. So this first poem that I'm going to read for you is kind of like an Appalachian ballad. I love old folk music and Appalachian ballads. They just tell these really wonderful stories of just various events and situations that uh, people have gone through and just love listening to them. So this was kind of like my stab at writing a Appalachian ballad and it's titled Hangman's Rope. My dear, my dear, what have you done to find you in such ill repute? 
You shot that poor girl in cold blood, all for a man who can't be true. Was I so wrong to love you so, and ask from you your hand to wed? I'd rather wear the hangman's rope than to make up your dying bed. It was a Sunday afternoon you cast your shadow on his door, and found him home with someone new, and found your heart down on his floor. As jealous rage sprung up in haste, you broke that bottle or his crest, then pulled his gun out of its case and put a bullet in her chest. You ran away toward Charlottesville in hope that you would not be found. I took a train out for the hills and met you there in Scarlet Town. You were adorned with beauty fair, kissed by the sun and heaven's dew, but now the guilt that you must bear has caused a black cloud to fall on you. Only wish to have your love and give you mine in return, to be your shade from up above and your provider from the earth. But those stolen waters were too sweet, forbidden fruit so pleased your eye. You could have had a man like me, but chose the devil in disguise. My dear, my dear, you're on the run, and you may never know the very lengths to which I've gone, walking your path to the gallows. Was I so wrong to love you so, and ask from you your hand to wed? I'd rather wear the hangman's rope than to make up your dying bed. Again, that was Hangman's Rope, and that was inspired by a lot of Appalachian ballads that I would listen to and just really enjoy, so hopefully you enjoyed that. This next poem I want to maybe dedicate to those who are listening who've lost a loved one recently. It's especially hard with everything that's going on with this coronavirus pandemic. I hope that everyone listening is staying safe, staying healthy, and importantly, staying home. This is a really just crazy time. Just everything seems to be kind of flipped on its head. And I know for me, a lot of my normal day-to-day has been shaken up by it. So, But trying to make the best of it and trying to stay positive, trying to think positive. So, And I encourage you to do that as well. And maybe you have more free time on your hand to take a, try your hand at poetry. So not always a bad thing. So with this poem is, like I said sort of dedicated to those who are maybe dealing with the loss of a loved one or lost a loved one recently. And the title of it is, How Did I End Up Alone? I left these years of toil and shame to rest my eyes to ease the pain. Still sorrow shook these aching bones. Oh, how did I end up alone? It was a cold and windy day. I let them steal my love away. And leave me with this empty home, an empty bed, an empty soul. Toss and turn to get some sleep, tears roll down my hollow cheeks. And what's keeping me awake is my dear lost sweetheart's face. Comfort me, O Lord, I pray, before I lose myself today, before I drown within the flood of bitter words and hopeless love. I left these years of toil and shame, to rest my eyes to ease the pain. Still sorrow shook these aching bones. Oh, how did I end up alone? That one was titled, How Did I End Up Alone? 
and hopefully it was a little bit of comfort uh, for those who have lost a loved one. Uh, sometimes the best comfort uh, we can find is in just being to being able to empathize with those who are dealing with uh, some difficult situations. So uh, I hope that it's a comfort to you, and I hope that you're doing well, and pray that you're just surrounded by love and, and peace. So this next one is titled Me Amor, and it's probably the closest I ever got to adding a little bit of Spanish in a poem. Of course, it's really only just two words, but still, uh, this one is really just a a love poem, and uh, I, I, I don't normally write a whole lot of love poems or, or romantic poems, so this is one of the few that I've written, and I hope you enjoyed it. Paint the day sky with a bright yellow sun and cumulus clouds like frayed cotton balls as they lazily glide. Then below paint a hill with grass kelly green and a place there for me and a place there for you to lay down and dream. Why are the roses so red and why are these violets so blue? Why is the sugar so sweet like the kiss that I stole from you? Go ahead with the key and open the door. The Mencia wine has aged with time for you, me amor. So that poem was me amor. Before I move on to the next poem, I just wanted to share an excerpt from a book that I picked up and started reading. And actually, I started reading this book probably about a couple of years ago and then put it down, got busy with a whole lot of things and kind of never came back to it until just now. So, but it's a, so far I'm enjoying it. It's titled The Art of Recklessness, Poetry as Assertive Force and Contradiction by Dean Young. It's actually part of this Art of series, but uh, so far it's pretty good. And uh, I just wanted to share a little bit uh, what he wrote in the beginning of the book here. So it's like the first page. And Hopefully this inspires you a little bit, uh, but, he, but he writes, Dean Young writes here, Let us suppose that everyone in the world wakes up today and tries to write a poem. It is impossible to know what will happen next, but certainly we may be assured that the world will not be made worse. I believe in the divinity of profligacy, the creation of art, okay, just the attempt at the creation of art, as well as the appreciation of it, is both an enlarging of the world and an expanding of consciousness. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting that sometimes just our attempt to engage in some type of art, whether it be poetry, whether it be writing short stories, novel, whether it be painting, whether it be music, that those things can help enlarge our world and expand our consciousness. And so sometimes it's not necessarily about finding a profession or necessarily having a gifting. I think sometimes we limit ourselves because we feel like, oh, maybe I don't have a gift for this type of thing or that type of thing. And while certain people are endowed with aptitudes that are in certain areas that are better than, than ours, certainly I can probably name off um, all the things that I'm not good at. And I don't 
I don't encourage that exercise because I don't think that is, um, I don't think that's a good thing. I think it's self-defeating. Rather, it's better for us, though, to engage in certain things, even if it's just for fun, even if it's just simply just something different. Like, the art that you create may not hang up in galleries or may not be published through the Oxford Press or some other publisher, but that's not the point. Maybe if you're trying to make it a career, then you got to kind of find a way to monetize it, and certainly all those things sort of play into that. But art is more than simply making money. Art is beyond that. Art, I feel, has to do with the deepest parts of who we are. And that's why art is always so important. And we see that. Anytime you engage with some type of beautiful art, whether it be through writing, through painting, through music, when you really engage yourself, it's just something that touches the core of of who you are. So I don't think we're doing a disservice to ourselves when we put our hand to painting or writing or even playing music. The reality is, is that we're all individuals. We all have our own voice. And so I encourage you to find your voice in some type of art and just do it and enjoy it. And I don't think that you're going to hurt yourself by sitting down and writing a poem, trying to write a poem or sitting down and trying to paint a picture. If anything, I think you'll connect with a deeper part of yourself. So this next poem here was inspired by the Civil War. I am a history buff, and 19th century America is probably one of my favorite periods in history to learn about. I listen to a Civil War podcast, which is really good, and I encourage anybody that wants to find a or is looking for a podcast on the Civil War. It's called The Civil War Podcast. It's a husband and wife that do it. They take their time with the narrative, and it's really engaging. And so this poem was inspired not so much by the podcast itself, but just by the Civil War. And I'm going to try something a little different with this and maybe introduce some banjo music into it uh, to set the mood a little bit. And the banjo music I performed and uh, recorded myself, so hopefully you enjoy it, and hopefully it's not too distracting for you. This poem is called, When the Morning Comes. When the morning comes, when the day begins, Over fields of smoke and ash, and we rise once again, To make ready our rifles, fall into form, Oh, when the morning comes. I've seen ghosts in the mist, their cries drone throughout these hills, As if they were still fighting for home and hearth, some for stars and stripes, others for stars and bars, until they shook the foundations in every plain. These were the free and the brave, of whom the vaunted anthem sang, with some dying in blue coats and others in gray. Soon etched in lifeless stone laid on solemn earth, long consecrated by the flint fire and leaded blood that rained down upon the dirt. 
oh, when the morning comes, and when the day begins, over fields of smoke and ash, and we rise once again, to make ready our rifles, fall into form, when the morning comes. So that was When the Morning Comes. Hope you enjoyed that, and hope you enjoyed the music with it as well. Got a couple more poems for you to finish up. This next one is a little bit shorter than the other ones, and it's titled, Break Me Open. Until my words are right and true, until my life points back to you, with every day I start anew, break me open. Until it's you I'm thinking of, every time I choose to love, until the day your kingdom comes, break me open. Like the icy winter skin, Cracking from the thaw of spring, bringing forth the life within. Break me open. Save me from a callous soul, woven into flesh and bone. Only you and you alone can break me open. So that poem was titled Break Me Open. And this last poem that I'm going to share with you is one that I actually got from a good friend of mine who's also an Anglican priest. And... Along with writing good sermons, he writes good poetry. So I'm really honored to be sharing this poem with you. And I wanted to save it to the end here because I believe this is a really good poem. And as they go, or as they say, save the best for last. So, But this is by Father Brian Wandell. And it's titled, A Blessing for My Godson on Your Baptism. Child of God, Son of Man. You're looking full and ready from where I stand. There's a line across your brow, you've a quiver full of darts, and a mix of oxblood whiskey coursing through your heart. So stake a cliff and spy the land below. The Lord will guide your steps, and he will break your foe. Hoist the flag and call your motley lads. A man o' men will lead you, who's scarred in feet and hands. He's twice a bear and steel is in his gaze. He drinks and sings and feasts, and fast for forty days. He will comfort you, and you will wrestle him, and test your strength and faith till he destroys your sin. So come, Holy Spirit, and come along, my son. Your feet were made to fly. The race is on, so run. The path is awesome, but tears are mixed with joy. When pain and scars are mounting, return to prayer, my boy. Yes, he will bandage your warped and bleeding knees, his salve is strong to last, till he has spoken, I am pleased. So that was a blessing for my godson on your baptism, and that was written by my good friend Father Brian Wandell. Hope you really enjoyed that, and I want to thank Father Brian for sharing that poem with me. If you would like to share your poems with me, again, I'm going to give you that email address. It's poetry.deertracks at gmail.com again that's poetry.deertracks at gmail.com be sure to send those poems in I would love to read them like I said and until next time take care <laughs>